Guys, I eat right after before I do this. I promise not to do that again on purpose. Uh, with all due respect, I do too. <laughs> uh, with all due respect, I have a digestion problem. Unlike you, who do, does not. In other words, we're not related. This is a podcast where um, two idiots <laughs> invade your ear space. Why don't I say in other words? That didn't make sense. It not none of this so far makes any sense. Oh, now it makes sense. In other words, we tell you things you don't know. You needed to know. We haven't recorded in uh, a couple of weeks, and so yep. uh, <laughs> we're a little loopy. How are maybe. you? I'm okay. How about you, Marissa? How was your week? Now, how are you? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, that's how my week is. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, I have an icebreaker now. When, oh, when do we get you? to it, so you save yours. Let's see. How's my week been? I honestly didn't come into the podcast prepared for this question. Well. <laughs> uh, you go first, Marissa. How you doing? I'm fine. I apologize, everyone, that I talked so much about sex with animals last time. I re-listened to it. I didn't talk about it as long as I thought I did, actually. It was more but, quality than quantity. Yeah, but like, let's say you like hate the subject. <laughs> Then I guess it's jarring. Whatever. Uh, this week, I was like, I might go on vacation this summer. Where should I go? Like, on a mini vacation. And yeah, someone's like, Assateague Island. And I was like, F- you. Isn't that that fucking horse island? <laughs> you go die. Like, and I thought it was the island. There's an island where there's tiny ponies. And I was like, would it be better if there were tiny ponies? And I decided only if. No, I was going to say only if they're the palm of my hand sized and they were not muscular. But for that, isn't it just the donkey? No, I'm sorry. Donkeys are not the size of the palm of my hand. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I meant, I don't imagine donkeys with a bunch of muscles. I don't imagine. I don't imagine donkeys, period. That's what you were going to say, wasn't it? I don't imagine little ponies, but that's because I'm thinking of <clears throat> like little Sebastian from Parks and Recreation. I don't know what that means. <clears throat> he was like a little chubby pony. He keeps possibly involuntarily dancing when he says that. Yep, he's a little chubby pony. <laughs> chubby pony, um, chubby pony. <laughs> I would go to an island with little Sebastian Box from... Do you remember what band Sebastian Bach is from? Uh, is that po- Poison? No. Bach? No, it was a hair band. Bach Bach? Chickens! Okay. I don't want this question to exist anymore. <laughs> Icebreaker, please. <laughs> I still don't know how I'm doing this week. Icebreaker. The uh, sun is rising earlier. It's getting a little bit warmer outside. What are you looking forward to? Oh, the weather changing. And the spring coming. (laughs) Is that your icebreaker? I legitimately had that thought, listeners, and then I forgot it, and then I triumphantly remembered it while we were recording. I thought Only to like, be called a dick by my co-host. <laughs> be like, what do you, what do you plan to do with that extra hour of sunlight? You didn't say that though. No. I'm looking forward to going to botanical gardens and wearing crop tops 
and drinking outside somewhere and okay. barbecue. You do a lot of barbecue? I like barbecues when my father barbecues. I don't like going to restaurants and eating barbecue. I like having a barbecue. Mm, all right. I'm not Southern. I'm very angry today, everybody. I'm sorry. That with, like such filth. I'm not yep. Southern. I'm not a Southern horse. Okay, P, how about you? Um, I'm sorry if this is your first episode. Yeah, just get off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, get off, because this is a just phone call. Home. This is a phone go call, home. and we want you to get off the line. Yep. So the weather is changing. Get off the line. I want to sign into my dial-up internet. Nice. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Okay. You're always listening to my conversations. <laughs> Looking forward to spending some time with ducks. Pete. Last weekend I went out. This is inappropriate considering I, last episode I just talked about people f***ing animals so much. Last week I went out to spending the riverfront. Spending some time with some ducks. And there were a bunch of... Uh, intimate time. Like vagrant? I'm just ignoring everything you say. <laughs> there were a bunch yeah, of like... Duck vagrants. There vagrant? There a bunch of duck vagrants. Looking people um, oh. who were drinking like cans of beer cans at of 10 beer. o'clock in the morning, which I do not have a problem with, <laughs> except that which it's cans of beer. would normally be like, mm, hand me one. <laughs> but unfortunately for me, they were they were sitting near where the geese were hanging out. And so I couldn't get as close as I wanted to. Back to you, Marissa, with your innuendo. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just keep finishing the sentence in my mind different than you finish it. (laughs) I I don't know, unfortunately we're sitting on the ducks. I don't know, there's so many different Then the water was so high, and this, uh, Marissa has, has been to this particular location before, but for those of you who have not, when the water gets high, it starts to come level with, um, a like, a, a sort of like multi, level surface i guess I oh know. i love it and uh that wasn't sarcastic i love it and there are stairs okay one of the ducks one of the geese just sort of like swam up plopped his two feet on the lower step and just came out and shook his head he looks like he's <laughs> a sexy woman yep. coming out of a waterfall yep and just then as if it was a swimming v the two ducks came up next to him and did the same thing and then they just sort of trotted themselves over and sat in the sun for a bit and i was like i see you ducks and they were like trisha aren't i hot that's what the duck said right uh-huh trisha was the duck queen yeah but like i don't mean like she's royalty i mean like she's queen bitch of the duck tribe she knows how to shake her tail feather oh She's the HDIC, head duck in charge. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know enough acronyms. HBIC is head bitch in charge. I didn't make that up. I believe you. Okay, better. Before we go any further, listeners, so sorry. Uh, also, <laughs> don't forget to rate us on iTunes. <laughs> I lost my notes with my podcast. <laughs> well, allow me to fill some time. There you go. Wait, full time again. <laughs> uh, also, please, I do not know what it is recently, but coming up with icebreakers has been so dreadfully difficult for us. Nobody's so, like, going to help us. Call don't us, text Will. us. You know what? Text it. That way we don't, you know, like, and I, we don't need to use your name. You could say it in the message whether you want us to use your name or not. Just send us, like, something to get the conversation going because, you know, like, Marissa and I just met. 
and we don't know each other very well. So, like, it's hard for us to start having a conversation. Except I had an icebreaker, but Pete was like, I'm not using yours. Instead, I'm going to ask you what your screen time is. Because we're doing is. another episode where you're going to, where I'm going to talk most of the time, and then we're going to use yours on Oh, wait, I, do, I thought we were doing one episode today. No, I need to catch up. <laughs> oh, okay, we need to go fast. Go. go. Oh, me? Yeah, you always go first. Yeah, I know. I thought I'd play a game where I pretended I didn't. Oh, me? <laughs> I'm really not okay, guys. I want to talk about this thing that I'm really obsessed with, but I've never done, because I don't know how someone would take me pitching it. But a few years ago, there was an article in the New York Times about this psychologist named Mandy Len Catron, where she tests out this concept where all it takes to make someone fall in love with you is to ask these 36 specific questions Mm -hmm. and do this one specific action. And it was viral for a bit, and everyone was like, ooh, this is interesting. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Do you have any idea about the article I'm referencing? Barely. Okay. I have questions. Okay. I'll get into it, and then you can ask your questions. Good. So in the article, Katran focuses on the original research, and then she puts this research to the test. So the original research behind this, like, recipe for love was conducted by psychologist Arthur Aaron at Stony Brook University, which is in Long Island, and my brother went there, in 1997. His paper that was published, The Experimental Generation of Interpersonal Closeness, was based on nearly 30 years of research into love, and it was conducted alongside his wife and collaborator. In his studies, he tried to, obviously, uh, focus on the closeness of people, aiming to find out what exactly it is that binds us. The two psychologists decided to see if they could create a situation where two strangers would be encouraged to share intimacies, starting out simply to ensure everyone enters it comfortably, and building to like a real personal finale that makes the strangers feel trust and connection. And so these 36 questions were born. So this psychologist split his participants in this study into two groups, then had people pair up to talk to one another for 45 minutes. One group in this study made small talk. So, you know, just did the normal stuff you do when you meet a stranger, talk about bullshit that's boring. Like the beginning of our show. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And the other received a list of 36 questions that they went through one at a time. So both both people had to answer each question. And... The list would get increasingly personal as it went down the line. And then the two people would share four minutes of sustained eye contact. Yeah, that's the part that sounds really hard. Yeah, yeah. So even though this study and this, like, little experiment uh, is often referenced as the 36 questions to fall in love, the original psychologists actually believe that these questions are more about creating a deep emotional connection rather than specifically falling in love but some people would disagree one couple from this experiment moved on to bone a fall lot. in love and get married six months after that study so yeah going back to the new york times article this other psychologist catron decides to meet up with someone and go through the 36 questions and the eye contact to see if you know you could replicate the results outside of a lab setting So I will now take this opportunity to go through some of the questions. So question one, it, uh, it starts, I mean, I wouldn't say simple, but like, it's not very personal per se. Uh, question one. 
Oh, and by the way, all the questions are in three separate sets. So the sets themselves get more intensive. So the first set is kind of like simple ones. So given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Oh, and actually I can use this as ice cream. Break your speech. Um, question two, would you like to After be After 36 episodes, listeners, you will be in love with us. <laughs> so number two, would you like to be famous in what way? Uh, and number three, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? So those are some of the quote-unquote simple questions from set one. From is set there like two. A, like, is there like a race aspect to this? <laughs> Not <laughs> ethnicity. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. What do you mean? Is it like rapid fire sort of thing? Or like... You go through them all in one sitting. But, but you only have 41 <laughs> minutes to get through 36 questions, so you can't think too much, I'm not going much, through right? all. I'm doing three from each set. No, 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 I know, but when, when it's a 45-minute window and four minutes is reserved for staring at each other... I would say, well, as study. long as it you don't tell that... your life story, I would say you can get through these in 45 minutes. Okay. Oh, maybe not, actually. That's very true. I still I'm... don't know who I'm going to have dinner with. Yeah, I know, exactly. And, like, the They're pressure of the question you. itself, I'm just like, I don't know, Ben Franklin, fine, let's just move on. I would pick Michael Jackson pre-scandal. I would pick Michael Jackson post-scandal. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> Set two. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Is there something that you dreamed of doing for a long time, and why haven't you done it? And what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Okay, that's a good one. Now set three. I'm sorry, can I cut in for a second? Mm-hmm. Is the, like, emotional connection dependent upon the answers? Or is it no matter what the answers are, by the end of these questions, you will have an intimate connection with this person? I think part of it, I think primarily it's you know... I'm only giving you a piece of them, but when you really look through all of them, you know deep things about people. It's like, did you, when's the last time you cried and why? Like, what's your most, your most painful memory? Like, you kind of know things that you generally like unravel over time with someone. So I think it's more the questions themselves, though I will then touch upon something that relates to your question later. Okay, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Set three. Um, Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share dot, dot, dot. Ice cream. Another one. Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things that you might not say to someone you've met. And share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. And what, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? So those are some of the like more personal questions. And so, as I said, uh, at the end of it, you need to stare into their eyes for four minutes without breaking. You can blink, but you can't look away. Okay, so just to talk a little bit about Katron's thoughts on this. I know you pretty well, Marissa. Can you stare at anybody in the eyes for four minutes straight without looking away? We both know we're doing something, yes. Without warning them, no. I would kill myself. You think okay. you, could, you could handle straight-faced four minutes of... It doesn't say you can't laugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, it's not a competition. Are okay. you sure this isn't a competition? Because it has all the makings of a competition. It does not. It does not. <laughs> so Katrin had some of these things to say about doing this experiment. About these questions, she said she wasn't totally prepared, and especially for the eye contact at the end. She says, 
the real crux of the moment was not just that I was really seeing someone, but that I was seeing someone really seeing me. Once I embraced the terror of this realization and gave it time to subside, I arrived somewhere unexpected. She also says, the questions reminded me of an infamous boiling frog experiment in which the frog doesn't feel the water getting hotter until it's too late. With us, meaning her and her partner, because the level of vulnerability increased so gradually, I didn't even notice we had entered intimate territory until we were already there. A process, the can, <laughs> a, a, a process that could typically take weeks or even months. And uh, a last quote I have from her is, most of us think about love as something that happens to us, she says. We fall, we get crushed. But what I like to think about this study is how it assumes that love is an action. I like that quote, that's interesting. And if you're wondering, like, what happened after this experiment, was she just like, cool, and went home? No, the lady who wrote this New York Times article did fall in love with this person, and they are married now. So that was interesting. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that, it was just funny that you were like, boom, twist. <laughs> yeah. What was supposed to happen actually happened. <laughs> so a lot of other publications had someone try out this experiment, and... Oof, I forgot where I got this from. I think it might have been Cosmopolitan. The article is titled, I tried the 36 questions to fall in love on a random Tinder date, and it was a disaster. Paraphrase the article, this lady decides she's just going to get a random from Tinder and do this experiment. And to put it all on the, t- on the table, her t- Tinder bio is like, we're going to do the 36 questions or don't even talk to me. So um, I found it interesting because I feel it kind of relates to your question of is it the questions themselves or is it the answers that bring them closer? Because they go through all the questions. But the more they go through them, the more she realizes she's the total opposite of her Tinder date. Right. Like he's really close to his family. She's really not. He's really quiet and conservative. She's really dramatic. But that is to say that there's still value in this, right? So the thing is, yeah, even if it doesn't make you fall in love, you definitely get to a level of intimacy and vulnerability that often takes a long time. And maybe you'll end up knowing things that, like, can be deal breakers for you even right up front. So she thought it was terrible. No, I'm sorry. She actually thought it was fun. But the guy thought it was terrible and he'd never do it again. So then she was humiliated and embarrassed because she thought it was fun. And she was sad that he didn't enjoy it though though she wasn't attracted to him she just thought it was like a fun thing but basically nothing came of it and they never saw each other again so whether or not question sorry do you have to tell the truth when you answer them is that like a caveat of course clown town (laughs) do you think pete that you would be able to do this with someone you had just recently met um do i get to see the questions ahead of time you know how I am. Like, you ask me an icebreaker, and sometimes I have to think about it for, like, three minutes. Oh, my God. And it's God. like, what's your favorite okay, well, color? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, like, I feel like I would have to have notes ready to go. That is true. But, okay, you don't need to finish it in 45 minutes just because they did. Yeah. Yeah, that's not part of it. That's just what the initial study did. Going back to an experience of mine, I could have, like, gone through 36 questions in two years. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I've been fascinated with this and I've wanted to put it to the test I'm always curious about everything but like I've always been dating people that like I don't know how they would feel like if I said that yeah I, I feel I, like I would just, definitely be too scared 
to bring it up. But the thing is, way, like, if I waited till we were actually like serious, then it wouldn't be fun anymore. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe I'll never get the chance to do it, but I totally want to. Because even if I wasn't trying to fall in love with them, I, I really am obsessed with knowing about someone else. Like, I just think it'd be really interesting. And also interesting to make myself answer the questions. Like, I had fun when I was reading it. I looked at every question and just answered them for myself in my mind. Because it made me, like, have to learn about myself. And it was kind of fun. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I recommend if you don't have anyone that you feel comfortable being like, let's try to fall in love. I would just Google New York Times 36 questions. Um, fall in love with it. yourself. Yeah, fall in love with yourself. <laughs> I guess it works really well for like the industrious time that we live in and that people don't want to waste time going through the journey of getting to know somebody over a period of time. Like if you're like, no, don't say that. People my eggs are drying up it. and I need no, to meet somebody. Or you're like, I'm old and, and my hair is falling out and I need to meet someone. Then 36 questions can get you your answer in one night. That sounds horrible. I don't like what you just said. <laughs> but I want to pretend I didn't hear it. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I could. I, it, I have to tell you this. If I said, hey, to a person, hey. Do you like, you know, are you interested in answering these 36 questions and finding out how compatible we are? And the person said, wouldn't you like to get to know me over time and like, you know, go on this journey with me and we'll discover those answers on our own time? And the correct answer is no. That's, that's the first question. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then if I was like, no, because my mom keeps yelling at me that she wants some grandkids and I need to come up with a mate as soon as possible. <laughs> like let's see if we're compatible because again you're looking at it like that but i would just be like this is fun let's see what happens right yeah like i wouldn't be like let's let's see well, I, compatibility. I feel like though with Cindy. the purpose with the purpose of what it is it seems like there is some like okay so let's say you do the 36 questions with somebody you don't like the answers that come back to some of them you think that's going to affect how long you're going to stay with that person <laughs> honestly I did something, I'll try to say this as vaguely as possible. I did a similar thing with the person I'm possibly seeing. I did not like their answers. But, uh, no, I didn't really affect anything. Maybe because I'm ridiculous. <laughs> and I like to shield myself. But I was like, ew, really? And I was like, nah, whatever. All right. So, I don't, I think I could look best not liking someone's answers. If I. Like them enough without knowing that. Okay. But that's just me. So, I don't know. That is just you. Shut up. <laughs> if you fell in love from a series of questions, call us at 570-PODWOD1. Call us at 570-PODWOD1. Answer all the questions on our voicemail. <laughs> we'll send you a picture of our faces that you could stare at for four minutes. <laughs> or, if you give to our Patreon any amount... I will FaceTime with you, and we can do the 36 questions and staring into each other's eye. No lie. Just one eye, though. <laughs> no lie. I didn't say no eye. What? <laughs> the listeners will hear that you said we could stare into each other's eye. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, if you give to our Patreon, uh, I'll do the 36 questions with you on FaceTime. It's time for plugs. Can I plug Pete? Uh, I do. Um, I wanted to plug uh, 
new comedy special that's on Netflix. Uh, like Amy Schumer has one and Kevin Hart has one, and I don't really care about those. But Nate Bargetzi has one, and it's called The Tennessee Kid. And the reason that I'm plugging it on this particular podcast is because he has a segment in the middle where he talks about um, how he was driving through someplace and he saw a dead horse on the side of the road. <laughs> and it's and kind he of, was like, awesome. <laughs> it was kind of a... Uh, it's it's I found it to be a very funny bit, also pertaining to our previous episode, peripherally, and uh, yeah, Ooh, I, like that word. I just I just thought that that it would be fun to play. I like her. that. Horses are going to be an ongoing trend. I just also should mention at this point that uh, James insisted that we dig deeper into the topic of animal sex of the um of the uh, the the horse situation. Do you mean you, men banging the horses? Yes, the uh, the the actual full story. <laughs> I would, but I don't know whether Pete would like that because <laughs> this story was riveting. Because it's it was, riveting and disturbing, and it's disturbing because it's it's a sad ending. A guy dies. Yeah, but just the community of the rich men that all go to this one place to have the horses do them every I year. I feel or like the part that I keep missing when you say this is. I don't recall them being wealthy at all. <laughs> I do. I might Which have made that. Which might be I why that... I feel even worse about it. Because <laughs> yes, be if you're rich and you're paying I've for this thrill. I don't feel bad about it because I don't feel bad for rich people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I edited it. I don't know. I'll find it again. But I don't know how I found it. And I don't want to Google horse story. I guess I'll take that burden. <laughs> if I Google horses, I feel like it was probably on like... Where do you think you read it? I I'll tell like you this much. Uh, at James's discretion, he suggested that you look for the term Mr. Hands. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, but not video. <laughs> <laughs> but they made a documentary about it. That could be the video that you are. Uh... Oh, yeah. But no, I didn't even. Because the article I read was like really good and really thorough. But, like, And I need to verify that those people are rich. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, and I also want to let you know that Pete's lying and he loves the Amy Schumer special. <laughs> Thank you, Marissa. <laughs> okay. Have a nice time. Bye. <laughs>